Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, darlings. Oh, my goodness. I am so happy to be back. Wow. It's been quite the ride. I just wanted to do a little check in and a few parish notices before starting this conversation because it's been a hot minute and I missed you. And I'm sure a lot of you are wondering what the hell's going on. What should we expect? Who is she? Where is she? Top question I always get asked is, where are you? Um, So, First of all, thank you. Thank you to everybody that has sent me messages, DMs, texts, emails. You guys have been amazing. I've had so many questions about when the next season is coming and it's finally here. So thank you for staying interested and staying connected and in community. I love that. You know that I do. Talking of community, we are growing rapidly. I'm able to see that the podcast is being listened to all over the globe, quite literally. It's really quite astonishing. And there's one person that I want to say hello to. I got a message from a friend called Michelle, who's in Canada. And Michelle told me that she has a little sister called Joelle. Hi, Joelle, who loves the podcast and also loves my voice. I thought it was so sweet. It was one of my first little DM messages of encouragement when I started. And I said, I have to say hi to her. So hello, Joelle. Um, If anyone else is listening from anywhere in the world and you'd like me to say hi, do let me know. I should start doing that. Right, I'm going to get on with this and kick this season off with Mr. Joe California. He's every inch the hippie. He is an open-hearted, spirit-led, fabulous and also quite cheeky, actually, um, musician. Um, This conversation happened in a downtown hostel of CDMX. We have a few sound issues in this. You can totally hear everything, but I just want to make you aware there was a few sound bits. So ride through that and all should be well. I find this conversation so... It makes me smile from ear to ear. And I really believe that Joe shares some profound wisdom in this. I hope you kick back, enjoy, and feel as though you too are backpacking with a guitar through Mexico, having mycelium on hills and mountains. Um, Oh, and also, of course, please be mindful, whatever you put in your body, all views expressed are our own, and we do not endorse any mindless behavior, only mindful behavior that might open your heart and soul. Okay, let's do this. The global African diaspora has been hungry for quite some time now. 
Bored of the crumbs so many of us have been thrown, we are now aligning to a deeper knowing that we are sun and moon folk. We are sovereign souls. We are the culture-making, code-switching vibes, vibes. We are the chameleons in cities and the creators in suburbs. We stand at the core of every trend the fashion industry churns out. We are the soul in the food, the hips on the beat. We are the bass and the melody. We are both the breeze and the fire. And it's time we remembered who we are. Welcome to season two of Monday Moments. Here is my conversation with Mr. Joe California. Welcome to this moment in Mexico City. I have been observing for quite some time the way people in our community have been growing, rising, and most importantly, being. And the person who is joining me today goes by the name of Joe California. Now, I have been moved to his spirit quite simply by the way he moves around the space. He is known in the place that we're living um, as a person who walks barefoot, (laughs) (laughs) which is a sign in the modern world of a free man. Um, I'd like to hear more about what that kind of freedom feels like but um I would love to introduce you all to someone who I find so so electric so free so talented and really so kind um so it's a real honor to begin this special season with someone who I just feel connected to spiritually Joe California will you say a little bit about yourself um maybe how long you've been in Mexico and then the little bit on the bare feet (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I guess you can call me uh, Joe California. I am an artist originally from Cameroon. I was born in the U.S., but um, when I was two years old, my family immigrated back to Cameroon. Uh, my parents are originally from Cameroon, first generation. I'm mm. the first generation Cameroonian mm. born in the U.S. And um, we moved all over the place. I moved to Cameroon, Senegal, all over Africa, Kenya, and then North, North America, yeah. Canada. And, uh, yeah, and so my first stop actually moved back. My first stop in the Western world was yeah. in Toronto, Canada. So, oh, yeah. so I did my last year of high school in uh, Toronto. Oh. And I also did university there. Okay. The University of Toronto in Canada. Nice. <clears throat> Why, do you feel a little more Canadian than American right now? Or not feel more. <laughs> I feel, honestly, nationality does not really feel like, um, I mean, mm. I, okay, I feel like I am loyal to America in some way because mm-hmm. of the opportunities. Um, I mean the, the I mean the opportunities being American offers. Yeah, yeah. And um, and Cameroonian culturally, I feel no, I can't say Cameroon, but I feel I have a loyalty to the people that I know there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and to building a community. Yeah. In, in that space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how do you feel about the community that's arising here in? CDMX and the community, the global community that you've developed and connected with on your travels, because you've been traveling more recently, you've been traveling quite a lot. You feel to me as someone who enters the space and quite quickly is in what feels like a family. Mm -hmm. um, How do you find that or how have you found that? Would you say that's a fair observation? Yeah, but I do know where it comes from, you know. uh, like what I was describing, my experience living in different countries and mm. going to these international schools mm. with people from different sco- places from in the world. Yeah. So I get, con- I, I learned very young how to interact with people from all over 
places. But I think my training, my real training, I think I did a lot of customer service jobs in my life. Oh. But then the real training was working in the Apple store. Um, I worked in uh, my last my last job before I actually started this trip was I was working in the Apple store. Oh my goodness, okay. I'm always curious about Apple store workers. They just seem like very cool, nice people. Yeah. And smart. So the key with Apple, like they usually, they seek for the personality. That's mm. the, that's a trick. That's, that's the trick they give you at the interview. Right? Yeah. People show up there, they think it's about how much they, how much they key, but Apple knows they can train you. So they're looking for those personalities and that's really, so people with that kind of like, you know, the mm. personable people, the kind, the yeah, caring, yeah. you know, cause that, they want that, they want the energy to flow in the customer interaction. So for me, I literally did it for four years and mm. you're talking about, maybe 15 interactions a day yeah. um, or sometimes big families. And yeah. So you're interacting with people every single day, training how to connect with people mm-hmm. and how to, uh, so it's, it's, of course, yeah, it's literally the training of how to connect with people. Mm, and so, definitely. Uh, yeah. And then obviously with the travels, it comes up. Okay. And the travels. And then, and then and all, uh, yeah, all of that experience. Experience, the hostels, too. going to hostels. But I think, yeah, all of that, I mean, I also, I don't know. I just feel... It's also something about being free connect makes people want to be next to you, you know? Let's uh, talk about this way of being yeah. free. Um, cause I want to come back again to uh-huh. the Buffy. I know it's not a huge deal to you, but when I think about it actually and look at you doing it, I see it as a choice uh, to, to connect. You're more connected to the land. Um, you're probably just thinking I've just got my shoes off. Honestly, <laughs> I am not thinking science or going too deep into it. I like it. Like I like it, and I was like, <laughs> why? 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 I, I don't. I'm not comfortable with shoes. I'm comfortable without shoes. But 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 you know that is that in itself in this kind of setup in a city setup. Even though you know we're in Mexico City, we're not. I guess it's safer than New York City, and we are in a building. Um, you don't walk out on the street. No, in Mexico no. City. <laughs> I'm sure okay. you live in Oaxaca. Like in, like in a beachy yeah. town, yes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I wish I could do it in Mexico City. I can't. I um, can't. Literally, I was walking in the neighborhood today. Oh, yeah. my God. It smelled like pee. I had to literally walk on the main road. Oh. <laughs> it smelled like, like tree. You see like lines of like residue yeah. pee. Residue pee right. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. No, it's the worst. But look, I, what I see it as a small act of rebellion in what is quite a constricted, mm-hmm. um, rigid life. And you do it, as you say, without any kind of, there's no ego around it. You're yeah. like, I'm the barefoot guy. I'm giving you that in a way because I'm, I keep bringing it up. Mm-hmm. But um, the, these small acts of rebellion in these times are very interesting mm-hmm. because a lot of people are scared to make them. Um, and I actually think that maybe I'm calling it an act of rebellion and you're seeing it as a way of being. Do you have any... But I think there's... Part of it is rebellion because there's yeah. a, I think within me, there's always been a fire. I think the fire is being controlled, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that everything about control drives me nuts, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't know. I think, uh, I it's think been when I'm. It's a tricky I, time to be you then. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I'm, uh, I feel like when I moved to America or Western world, I really didn't like uh, how a lot of African immigrants will move, immigrate and will feel like they didn't have to be proud where they're from. Mm. Uh, some people will lie that they're Jamaican because Jamaican was being the cool thing. Or, or I just felt like um, when they walk in the room, they don't own up to who they are. They just like, they just like want to fit in so much. You know, mm. there's a fire. Then I think it, there's an angle within me that hates control and, be, and being like a sheep. You know, there's a yeah, way part of yeah. me that I, I always hated it since I was a little boy. Yeah. And I think when I saw it, I think there's a part of me that feels more of a need mm. to, um, uh, 
to become and be like myself, like yeah. full self yeah. and own up to myself. I walk in a room and be my high energy. I think yeah. it's within all of us. Yeah. I think a lot of us, it's been repressed because we've been domesticated to yeah. repress it. But like, yeah. I, I know, I know it's within all of us mm. and I know, and I, I feel a duty to do it because I don't see a lot of people doing it. And right. I feel a lot of Africans walk in a room to feel like they have to fit in. They have to be accepted. I don't feel like I have to accept. I walk in a room. I, 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 I take what I need mm. and if you're going to stop me, good luck, you know, yeah. we'll compete, we'll compete for it yeah. fairly, mm. but I'm not afraid of the fire. I'm a, uh, I believe in my abilities and yeah. I and I believe and I believe in myself and I think it's important for me to even believe in myself more yes. because I hate when Africans, you know, yeah. I hate when they don't believe in themselves. I hate mm. when oh they feel like oh please please accept me. Yeah. Uh, that's I, and I, I don't I don't feel like I feel like I'm I'm already worth something and yeah. if you don't believe me, watch me. You know? Oh, it's, it's I love that. Uh, yeah. I always wanted to like cuddle you as you yeah. were speaking. Um, thank you, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I have a lot to say on that. First of all, um, a question. So in the UK, there was a period where a lot of Africans would lie about being Jamaican because it, it was cooler. So this was the same where you... So Toronto, uh, the one thing that's similar about, uh, mm. I don't know about like, but Toronto and and um, and London yeah. have a very similar relationship musically. There's a weird, oh. there's a weird culture, I think, because there's uh, the same kind of uh, population immigrated there. Oh. A heavy Nigerian population, a heavy oh, Jamaican. Jamaican. Oh. And you know how the Jamaican culture since Bob Marley have been, have been cool. Since Bob Marley, Jamaica has been cool. Yeah. Has yeah. been the symbol of cool. You wear a Jamaican flag since Bob Marley. Yeah. You were automatically in the cool <laughs> category. Right? So like, I think, and I think it evolves to a point where like, when I moved to Toronto, like the, if you were listening, if you could move to Toronto back then, like the top 40 was every usual stuff you listen in the US, but you had to include Jimmy, uh, reggae, yeah. soca, or music coming from the Caribbean. It's mm-hmm. always part of the genre. And I know that's the same thing that was happening in England yeah. as well as, um, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Wow. Interesting. So, so I'm not surprised. Then, yeah. 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 Exactly the same. And then the other thing that you, oh, again, you've shared this so eloquently and it is, it is very much in the fiber of your being this thing of being a proud African, but you do so without this, you do so without a raging ego. It's kind of like, it's as though it's within your, your, your blood. Well, it is within your blood. (laughs) Um, You are that man. But I want to know, I wonder if you're able to unpick or identify the ways in which I guess having a bit of your childhood being raised in Africa shapes that. And just quickly also to reflect, I think for me, even though I was born in Kenya, I left um, Kenya when I was three, but what made me know my queendom and my regality was being around African women so much. And so we kept that. And I didn't go back, but I had that through my my mum and my aunties. So what is it that, as a black man who spent time in Toronto and then America, who would have moved through very many systems which have tried, that would be trying to tell you everything opposite to what you you intrinsically know. What is it about your time in Africa that made this, made you know this? Um, this is a quite a long question. Yeah. Do, um, do you get it? But like, um, <laughs> Long-winded, but do you get it? What is yeah, it? But I know, but Can like, you identify the pieces of your childhood that really made you know this thing, have this, you know who you are, you love who you are and you're not afraid to stand in it um i guess i don't i don't know i think there's a part of me that's um i don't know baby uh it's who you are it's who i am yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what i mean like, I it's so it's hard just, to say. you're like wait this is just my spirit it's just who i am yeah it's just who you are uh yeah 
I'm not. Yeah. How? Okay. So I'll I'll pose the question okay, in okay. the opposite way. Okay. How how have you coped with the narrative in America and the global narrative in terms of the way headlines are sometimes towards how you should be as a man or the fears that you should feel as a man, specifically as a black man? Do you listen to those? Do you? Are you engaging with this stuff? Like no, yeah. I mean for me, I don't. Okay, so the thing is, you have to. I I see the big picture. The big mm. picture is uh, every. I mean, like media has been a great tool to accomplish certain things for society, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and a lot of this media, I've lost my trust. Um, mm-hmm. How can you say this? I I don't think. Uh, I guess my earliest memory uh, of understanding there's some kind of thing happening here where there's a force, there's a force trying to tell you to think a certain way. Mm-hmm. I think I remember this as a, I still remember this. You remember this as I a young I remember this as a young, young I must have been four one. or five years old. Wow. And it was the Gulf War was happening on TV. Mm-hmm. And my parents grew up in the U.S. I'm in the U.S., right? They did uh, university in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So they are very pro-America. Like, yeah. uh, so every opinions are very pro-America, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But my, my also, thing is... sorry, just quite unique. Your parents... Obviously from Cameroon, but they studied in America. Exactly. Okay, right. So they're quite educated. Yeah. So yeah. my father got his PhD in the US, but mm-hmm. both my parents got scholarships to the US. Mm-hmm. So they're scholarship kids and mm-hmm. got a so and um, not that having those things makes you any less educated in Africa, but I'm yeah. just saying I'm thinking about their generation being able to get those PhDs. In I mean, yeah, like my, I mean, I mean, I mean, my dad was one of the special ones. I mean, like yeah. the scholarship only like three people like in three the people whole country yeah. in that one year got it. So I know where he is. Like, he yeah. was the top of the class. Too. Yeah. So that's why I grew up. I grew up with a dad that was a, a star student. Yeah. You know, he yeah, yeah, went yeah. every level in the school system. He was at the top. You know, mm-hmm. and he ended up being a professor, had a medical organization. But the negative for someone like me growing up with that is like. I'm from, in Africa, the curse of poverty, the mm. curse of poverty has made like, we don't live from the heart anymore. Mm. You oh. know, we don't live from the heart anymore. We stop. That's like the disease. It's a disease that a lot of people were not African, we don't know, but people who've been inside and yeah. who've been outside kind of can reflect and see it. You know, they yeah. see it in the little, that's the reason why when people make a choice for a job, like a service job, which is for the people, yeah. that we don't do it because it's going to be helpful to the community they do it because it's going to be a high paying job yeah that's yeah. the mindset of the african community uh the, the cameroonian i could speak for yeah, cameroon yeah and um yeah to me i think that's the uh, i think people- i love that was a very powerful thing you just said african people we don't live from the heart anymore the curse of poverty and and you speak of it as though with the knowledge that it's a curse in a way that it, it's very much been put on the continent yeah it's like a p- poverty makes you Poverty, the easiest choice to make with poverty is to, is to, to think like, okay, I can't, I can't think about survival. Yeah. That's the survival yeah, yeah, yeah. move. And in the, and in the general thinking that will evolve out of that is like every move that you make, mm. that's what job is going to be for making money. Mm. And that's created a generation of people that just think that way. And yeah. then, uh, and that's created, that's the corruption. That's yeah. the reason why when a, a person, you ask a little kid, what does he dreams to become? He will tell you he wants to become a minister, mm. but he doesn't want to become a minister because a minister is going to be a, a, a public a public figure, a public person, a public chosen person that is going to help the community. Mm-hmm. He wants to be a minister because a minister has a big house. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, he's rich. He's notable. He's notable. He's respected. Other people respect Other people respect, Other people respect it. it. So that's the disease. And also, and it's also included with the fact that we're very community oriented. So that's like, I think, uh, I don't know where I was going with that with the heart. Well, I uh, think um, we're talking about from people, live, African people living from, from the heart, understanding how the what the curse of poverty is, mm-hmm. um, what it does to you, restricts the mindset, mm-hmm. 
and then making those kind of like choices that are not yeah not from the heart so you're choosing these roles that are not really like heartless exactly and, and yeah. maybe going back to what i was saying before my first memory it was like i remember watching the golf war and thinking they, uh my whole room my parents everyone was trying to convince me that whatever was going on that the u.s was on the right way i don't know if the facts were right or wrong i just didn't i just remember feeling that this wasn't based on opinion or logic it was just based on me having to believe it because they believe it mm. and i just remember thinking oh and i remember that was my first time thinking i have to watch myself you know like mm. you know like i have to think for myself i think that's why i think since i was a little boy i've always stuff for myself like yeah wow i mean so, yeah that, that, so that says there's two things there that have actually settled in for me now which i didn't know about you so um your dad's background with education and how oh. much of a scholar he was okay um, sorry. Oh, wait, wait, and, then, was and then also just your awareness that as a young boy um which which i guess is fed into this moment quite often with us as a peoples um the diaspora we we're trying to build something new and create and quite often i see it that we are doing it from a place of response and or hurt from an an old system you move with a sense of your being because this is your way of being you're like no i'm joe california exactly the thing is yeah so i understand that the world uh see through the lens of race right but i don't think i have to uh, lower my 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 spiritual thinking to that level just because the majority of people think that way right so i will another beat wait another beat <laughs> Because we're going to have to unpack this because, wow. you know, some people might feel triggered by that. Some people who completely identify with their race and only mm-hmm. have identified with their yeah. race might think that is a statement of someone who isn't proud. But it's more than proud. It's You're more than beyond. proud. I'm beyond. But I like I'm proud of my history of my ancestor, whoever came before me, because I wouldn't be here without them. Mm. It's completely ridiculous to ignore it. But I'm thinking from the biggest perspective, which mm-hmm. is the, I mean, I always want to evolve and I've always seen it that way. But I think uh, sometimes I keep it quiet because mm-hmm. it's not popular. Like you said, you're going to mm-hmm. be attacked because the world is seeing, is still, they want to evolve from racism, but it's still identify with race. It doesn't yeah. make sense from, a, from my mindset. Mm-hmm. That's just the way I think. Mm-hmm. But it is reality. I'm not going to affect the fact that people will see me from a certain way and they would think less of me because I'm black. Mm. It's something that happens, mm. you know, because that's a reality. So I know that exists. Mm. But I'm just speaking from the highest spiritual level. Mm. I know I'm more than my race. Mm. I am a spirit living in this being, navigating through this world. And I happen to have a dark skin, which is great. <laughs> and But like other people have other skins, but I see deeper than, I think they're deeper for them. I see every person more than their skin, you know. Mm-hmm. I see them as people. But because the people of my color have mm-hmm. been, um, I feel like the media is still attacking them mm-hmm. in uh, spirit, uh, mentally. Mm-hmm. And there's still a lot of people buying a lot of things they are selling. Yeah. It is uh, is creating, uh, it's, I don't like I don't like this happening. And I feel like if I'm alive, I'm going to fight to make mm-hmm. sure that, make sure that uh, we are, we're winners, you know. <laughs> 
or even you're 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 flowing in an opposite direction of what that that narrative is. I'm not even interested not, in the narrative. Not even in a fight. The thing, the only thing is, like, I, I am not gonna allow them to, because to me, I think you have to understand what the real fight of racism is. It's not. It's really them looking down on us. It's really them thinking we're not good enough to, you know. It's like. You know that's the thing. That's the mm-hmm. cop. The cop stopping you because you don't think you you belong in that car. You, mm-hmm. you don't. Most of you black people, uh, being black is being poor. Being mm-hmm. black is being less educated. Being black is, uh, yeah, that's the idea that they want you to force. And I'm not gonna accept that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't want pity from anyone. I know we're worth something, and I think that's why I think the continent we have a lot of young people, mm-hmm. and that's wealth. Oh, that's yeah. wealth. You that's know, our that's a superpower. That's a superpower. And then we, and then this is the age of technology, mm-hmm. and then and innovation. And I think if we, I really believe in us going to that field of innovation, mm-hmm. and just, I mean, literally, just being able to compete. I think they have, they've done a lot to keep it, us out of a lot of races. Mm-hmm. And I just want us to get back into the race again. Yeah. You know? Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, sitting next to you, I feel like we never left it. Honestly, it's so good to, to feel that vibration from you, so pure. Um, I'd love to get to the heart of your heart and this moment, which I think an experience that you told me about that opened your heart up both creatively um, and into, I guess, um, and this was an experience in Oaxaca. You can talk as much or as little as you like about it. Um, <laughs> um, uh... okay, because, you know, it's going out. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know if you want to go before the journey, but um, I went to Oaxaca. I've been in Mexico for nine months. Yeah. And Oaxaca was about maybe month six. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mexico has been, I guess, a, a rebirth for me as a creative. I think mm-hmm. uh, I was a re- I was a creative that kind of let the art go. Mm-hmm. And I let myself just, I don't know, something I was off, off, off. And I was just traveling, searching for something. I don't know what it was. And music stumbled on the way, you know, and, um, but still something was off with me. I don't know. Uh, I guess, uh, personally, I guess I know, I know something, I wasn't fully there, you know, and then I, I went to this place, this special place in the state of Oaxaca in mm-hmm. Mexico. Uh, it's a mountain town. Mm-hmm. It's called San Jose del Pacifico. It's very legendary for being a town where you go and take the mushrooms. Mycelia. <laughs> Magic mushrooms. Mycelium, yeah. Medicine. Mm-hmm. And, um, and of the earth. Of, of the, the earth, earth, of course. And you, it's like, and I went there in the right season, mm-hmm. during the rainy season, mm-hmm. when still fresh with the mud. Mm-hmm. And it was my first time. And honestly, I was really scared. The first bunch that I bought, I, okay, so I got them from this lady. I'm not going to say her name, but yeah. she's like kind of a, she's like a normal lady. She has a nice store yeah. with beautiful clothes. But yeah. She also sells beautiful marijuana beautiful okay. mushrooms yeah. and they're super fresh and she they look so colorful yeah. you can tell she picks them up herself and yeah. she gives you advice because she can tell based on your personality so what is great about um uh, uh, the woman in uh, in uh, san jose is um she, she was great to give you advice to feel safe because i think the first time i bought my brush i I was too scared, so I literally rot. It got rotten, you know. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, so you didn't take them right away? No, I didn't. Okay. So I had to go buy them again. Okay. And, uh, but, okay, but this isn't the magical woman up in the mountains. This is a pre-woman. That's her. Oh, this is. She's her. the woman who sold me the stuff. Okay. So she sold me the first bunch. You didn't take them. Didn't take them. Went back again, but this time I got it, but it was really fresh. Like mm-hmm. she got it the day before, and then I took them. So uh, the trip began. I'm gonna. You want to go through the journey? 
I, I would I would love to, yeah. Okay. Because it opens up will open up into the music. Okay. And there's a song from it. So for months, okay. So for months, I okay. So I for months I've heard of uh, from travelers to go to this place called San Jose because of the mushrooms. Mm-hmm. So uh, I didn't know I was going to try them, but a lot of them were telling me it changed their life, mm-hmm. and it was too many people telling me it changed their life. Yeah, yeah. And so I would got there with the expectation it's going to change my life. Mm-hmm. So at that moment, when I took the mushroom, the yeah. mushroom, I actually took. I was supposed to take like a certain amount and wait two hours, but then I forgot. I forgot about the wait time. And all of it. And then, and it's, and I still, I see that it didn't kick in. So I decided, okay, let's just go on a hike. And it's like, it's a while. I don't think it's an hour, but it feels like an hour. Mm-hmm. And I go, okay, this is not gonna happen for me. It looks like. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna stop uh, trying to seek for this medicine to heal me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna try to do healing myself. I'm just gonna enjoy this hike. The moment I said that, my eyes start becoming blurry. <laughs> and then it's like, and then, I don't know. And then my eyes are kind of blurry. It's like, I think it's the transition period. Right? Yeah. And then you walk. I can't believe you had a blurry eye transition period. Yeah, it was like, because you can see, I think people don't really pay attention. You have really have to pay attention. But I think yeah. some, if you pay attention to what's happening, your eyes can become, and you can like get watery and you kind of play with your eyes a little bit. Wow. And then that's why I think things become magical. And then you, uh, but I'm still walking, not knowing mm-hmm. things are happening. And then I look at, uh, at a tree, it's moving. <laughs> it's moving, you know. And then I realized, okay, I can't walk it. So I went back to my house. So I enjoyed. So I enjoyed for a long, a long time the experience of uh, seeing things mm-hmm. breathe and the magical of life. You know, the beauty, seeing the the shape within the shapes. Only people with mushrooms understand. But like seeing through your third eye. Yeah. I know it sounds crazy Ooh. to the normal person, but I I discovered mm-hmm. it today this trip. But the most important part, okay, the most important. Um, so I actually, so I went back to my room and I looked at myself in the mirror, mm-hmm. and I looked at myself and I said, "Oh my God, I'm good looking." Oh. I was like, "Oh my God." And you are. No, but in my eyes, I wasn't. Yeah. The highest mountain finding in the forest. In the soil, medicine to cure me, and now I see beauty all around. Oh, now I see beauty in myself. Oh, now I see in my eyes. I wasn't, you know what I mean. My eyes are. I'm the kind of person that sees the beauty. At the moment, I realize I'm the kind of person that sees beauty and everyone but never really truly myself I, I may have lied to myself thinking I was but I wasn't like I don't think I fully believed I was you know and I looked at myself like oh my god and I kept looking at myself <laughs> and then and then um, and I remember uh, okay so I was traveling with my, a good friend of mine her name was Min and at some time in the trip he said so we begin we did the, the thing we the way we work on our trip we mm-hmm. spend the beginning by ourselves mm-hmm. and then we meet up sometime uh, in the trip yeah, yeah so she had one of the best rooms in this hostel yeah. with a view of the, uh, the landscape yeah. so i knew to go there yeah. something my voice kicked in go mm-hmm. find me yeah. so i went to find her and we're downstairs laughing of course having a good time and then we decided i don't know why we go on instagram and she never looked at my instagram mm-hmm. And then she started looking at my old art, you know, like I did a lot of graphic work. Some are very creative, like very unique. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've done so many of them that I got so caught on that I, I never even thought because people didn't give me a lot of compliments in my life, you know. Mm-hmm. I was making this art and then a lot of people didn't give me compliments, but it was just myself. And But I do have a lot of followers, mm-hmm. but it still didn't equate to me why, mm-hmm. you know. And I was hanging out with, and Min is looking at my work. And she's like, oh my God, this is you? Yeah. 
oh my god then why you have a lot of because she always heard i have a lot of followers but she mm-hmm. didn't understood why yeah she's yeah. like now i get why <laughs> and then i looked at my work and it was like as if i was looking at it for the first time i was like really i did this you could see yourself for the first yeah time. and i think that's what this whole trip was about it was a lot of times where i'm looking at myself i'm like oh my god me and i think mm-hmm. I, I think that's why it is i found my beauty you know and that's why oh. the first song of my album is called uh I, I see, I found myself, you know, it's the uh, song about finding mushroom myself in a mushroom because yeah, that's what it was. You know, I found my beauty and it changed. I think it's a little thing, but it changed everything. A lot of mm-hmm. things in your life because you don't walk in life through like, you know, thinking you're not enough. Mm-hmm. I think in the relationship, I always thought I wasn't enough. That's mm-hmm. why I wouldn't approach the girl that I thought was mm-hmm. too hot. Mm-hmm. Or, or if I thought the girl was amazing, I wouldn't think she was good enough for me. So I would just settle for the girl that was in my mind was less, yeah, you know, it yeah. was just, and or in well, different in your, ways in your art you yeah. wouldn't follow through with your art if you couldn't see the beauty in it exactly and so like that seeing all of seeing the beauty in all of those ways opened you up and enabled you and to enable me in many ways i mean to be able to i mean the energy you see here is like an improvement i think mm-hmm. i think i wasn't always as free okay so yeah so it happened that trip happened right after mazunte and mazunte mm-hmm. is where the barefoot happened oh okay so, so tell me about well why don't you tell me tell uh, me about mazunte you wanted to talk oh, about mushrooms because you wait, like so the mushrooms so you started walking so mushrooms mazunte is my favorite place in mexico oh, so okay so uh all okay. so i went to a lot of places stopped yeah. and uh i always mm-hmm. heard so I'm, i met I think I remember one of my best conversations was with this Irish guy in St. Cristobal. Mm. It was an Irish guy that broke his leg during, I mean, during the trip because yeah. he was defending another Irish friend who got drunk and, oh. you know, you know, Irish Classic. guy. Yeah, I, know. I know. I had to be stereotypical. Oh, I love an Irish guy. Oh, his friend. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was protecting him and now he got injured and his friend is okay. okay. So his friend feels guilty everywhere. He carries everything for him. It's just a funniest relationship. But both of them spent some time in Mazunte mm-hmm. and Zipolite. These are hippie towns. And they yeah. said, you got to check one of them. One mm-hmm. of them will be for you. Mm-hmm. I went to Mazunte and automatically it was for me. And I went to Mazunte first for four days okay. with a friend, with a group yeah. of friends. So it's more of a group trip. Yeah. So I wasn't there for myself, but I bonded with the town. Mm-hmm. But my group of friends weren't bonding with the town. Mm-hmm. So it kind of didn't make me really stick with the people I was meeting. Mm-hmm. But I always remember in the back of my mind, ah, you know, because I was starting to learn music and Mm. I was saying, I would love to move back. I mean, just it thought in my mind, I would love to move back here and be a hippie and play guitar every day, you know, and just get better at music. You know, (laughs) back then I wasn't writing, I I was just learning songs, but not writing songs. Mm. And then, uh, I mean, I went to Puerto Escondido. Yeah. And I got lost in the party lifestyle to a point where I was like losing myself. And, oh, okay. But the one thing I was always doing is I was always chasing hostels that had a guitar. Okay. So that's when I realized I wanted to be around that. Play more of this because I was learning songs and I wanted to play more and learn more songs. So I decided to before. So I decided to move to Mazunte to clear my head. It was supposed to be just a weekend, Mm -hmm. but before I bought to Mazunte, I bought a guitar and and I moved there. And that's where and um, I ended up staying for two months. Two months. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the story of Mexico is yeah. say that you're going for two weeks and end up there for two years. So, <laughs> so Mazunte, before Mazunte, I didn't have a beard. I was like clean cut all the time. So always like all full beard. And uh, before Mazunte, oh. I was, yeah, I didn't, I mean, I was kind of learning to play the guitar, but I wasn't, yeah. write, I wasn't writing songs. Yeah. After Mazunte, no shoes, mm. uh, wear shoes. Literally, I went to San Jose the first day in the mountains, you know, cold, raining. I was walking, no shoes. I went all the way, hiked all the way to my hostel in the in, in the, the mountains, movie. barefoot. That's how much I didn't want wow. to give it up. <laughs> okay, the next day I had to wear shoes, but <laughs> but I, I wear these because now yeah. any chance I get, you can tell. Now any yeah. chance I get without wearing shoes, I take it. You know, yeah. 
Yeah, so like that's where I can. Wow. I think I was born. I think my full. I kind of, and then San Jose was right after. San Jose was like the fine finalization of after, the growth. After Mazunte the growth. and Oaxaca. And then Mazunte like, was first. And that's where the music yeah, the and music. the creation of Joel, uh, Joe yeah. California. Yeah. And then I went to Oaxaca. Uh, no, I went to San Jose. And San, that, San Jose was the finalization. Uh, and then I began, and then I went to Oaxaca, Puebla, and Mexico City. And now you're here. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. I just had no idea that there was such creation happening behind the scenes on this land. Actually, this leads me into what I would love to touch on a little bit mm -hmm. is what do you think about what Mexico is offering in this time for peoples? Um, because there's definitely something about it. Had you been to Mexico before? No. I mean, you've obviously just described what all these different places have given you uh -huh. very clearly. But um, do you think there's something magical? happening at the moment a hundred percent um so <laughs> in a world if we are, this okay this is the the world now mm. fear is taking over the world mm. you know and uh everywhere it was closed yeah a lot of people wanted to stay indoors mm. but there were some people out there that life is about much more than just life and death they mm. have the passion there's something about them that's about much more than life and death and mm. that's what and they felt that uh covid was restricting them mm -hmm. so there's something in them wanting them to get out and a lot of them were uh, people were already used to traveling mm -hmm. so they knew of places mm. that they could find other places out there yeah and out of all these places in the world if you really think about it, the really truly open place was Mexico. Right. The one that offered you the least amount of restrictions yeah. for that kind of mindset. Yeah. So the one that created was um, a movement of the only place in the world where you, I mean, you could be. You could be. You could be, literally. And then, yeah. and then it created just, and then, I mean, I feel like it's just the mingling of all these minds, mm. allowing themselves to be free, mm. just creating this thing. This thing is happening mm. here. Mm. I mean, you can feel it. I can, can feel, feel it. it. And feel I mean, it. all of us are growing. Something is happening. I mean, things that have happened to me, I mean, have been like literally magical. Things that I have wanted to happen for two years are happening in two months. I'm like, huh? Me, things Wait, in 10 what? years like, happen in one, in one nine months. You know, like. It's like it's like something is happening here. It's like I don't know something about because I think I, I don't know. I made a choice. I made mm. a choice. When I left the U.S., I was literally saying no to the old life. Mm. I was saying no to the way I was before. And yeah. I was like I was just giving my chance to something new. Yeah, not knowing what was happening. Yeah, and out of it, things came, came out of it. And yeah. it was just I don't know. To me, it's like you know people talk about faith in a religious way, and, mm. but like I think. Faith has to be where there has to be risk involved, like yeah. risk, like real risk involved. Yeah, yeah. That's really a true test of like, of of like religious faith. And I think that's my, and that's what it is. Like, the, are you going to live through the head or the heart? You know, mm. like the world will test you. Yeah. Are you strong enough to live through the heart? And that's where a lot of us who are here did, you know, we, uh, yeah. we, we give, we're, we're given a choice to the heart. And, and it was, and it was risky business. It's in risky the, business. In the, in the current world that we know it, as we know it, um, it's crazy because they were quite simple heart-led choices but in this climate it's risky business and but we had to step into it mm -hmm. to to know it and to live it uh -huh. um oh it's so exciting cool. um anything else you feel like you missed on we can go back on something you missed on you made me so you've reminded me why i do this why well just i love meeting souls like yours what do you mean by my soul what happened like just like to be honest with you, I, 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 okay. way of being. you see, honestly, all these ideas in my head, 
hope uh, you know they don't come out because you know people don't know how to get him out. You kind of got him out, which is interesting. Well, I was wondering how this was gonna go because I, I know this without Amy, but like it has to be someone has to know how to pull them out because mm, it's so much, you know. You just have given, you've given such magnificent gems. I can't really. Yeah, I can't express it. It's really important. Important. It's it's fully you, but it's really important sharing. As in, I feel like you've given something that. I know it's going to sit on the hearts of people and inspire them. Okay. I'm just worried if I was speaking too fast because I speak fast. No. We smashed it. I'm really happy with that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you are enjoying this podcast, please remember to like, subscribe and share. All of the music you heard on this episode was original music by Joe California. You can follow him on Instagram at Rolling with Joe. I will leave that in the show notes. Joe is currently in Mexico City working on his second album and will be releasing music in October. So be sure to look out for that. Once again, thank you all so much for listening to Mondo Moments. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.